Guys, what's going on? My name is Tyler Glennon. Today we're gonna to be talking about the three biggest things that every new life insurance agent needs to know to be able to have success inside the industry, guys. Guys, if you don't know who I am, last year I was able to figure out how to sell life insurance at Real Financial. This year it's my goal to teach as many other people on how to do that exactly like I did and exactly you know all the things that have helped me along my journey with you know sales, building a team, um, building a business, entrepreneurship, and just personal development and everything that I learned along the way. Guys, follow me on Instagram, Tyler underscore Glennon. Uh, like, subscribe, guys. means a lot. This video helps you share it with a friend. If you want me to make a video on anything specific, drop it in the comments. Okay, guys, so like I said, today we're going to be talking about the three different things that every single life insurance agent getting into the space needs to know. And the reason that I'm making this video specifically today is because one of the agents that I have on my team, his name's Trevor. He's been a badass um, in some different industries and sales. And he got in and he's like, hey, man, I'm new. Um, I know that it's going to take some time for me to get up to speed. Tell me what to do. I want you to be hard on me. Like, just coach me. And um, his development has been awesome. Over the last two months, he sent me, he's been having a lot of success recently. And he sent me his numbers comparatively from the first month to where he is the, the last 30 days. And his numbers have dramatically increased, right? And so I was telling him when he got started, I was like, you know, you're a sponge. Like, excuse me, that's what he said to me. I was telling him that you're in a phase of learning at the beginning. We need to get you up to speed on the, on the carriers that we use, the products, the conversations, the tone, the, the cadence, the process, how, how all this stuff works because it's different, right? And he's very open-minded. He's very, very coachable. So I'm going to share his story um, or I guess the three things that he does very well and that have, in my opinion, helped him grow and scale his production as an agent, okay? So guys, the first thing that Trevor does very, very well is he checks in with me consistently. Every single week I have uh, development calls that are scheduled with him and we get on the phone and we go over his numbers, we go over where he's at, we go over you know exactly what's going on inside of his business and then we figure out what the bottlenecks are. He texts me at the end of every single day and sends me his numbers. He says, this is where my bottlenecks were, um, this is what uh, I think I need help with, like how do you handle this situation? Every single day he sends me a message at the end of the day of exactly the things that he ran into that were problems so then he can make better decisions tomorrow and he does this consistently. So not only is he sending me, and we, we keep each other accountable inside of, um, we have a big group chat with all the, the whole team and everything. Uh, he posts his number there, his number's there as well, but he's one-on-one -on -one with me as well. He wants to know what I know. He's reaching out, he's like, hey man, where can I make the tweaks? What adjustments can I make, right? I love that, right? And Trevor's very, very good with that. He's very consistent, he's very disciplined, and he holds himself accountable, but he's also checking in with me directly, and that's the point of point number one. He's checking in with someone who knows what to do. So if you guys are out there and you have a team, um, you know, if, if, if you have a, a mentor and a leader in the space and you're trying to figure out how to do this, you got to be checking in with someone who knows what to do. Because if I don't know what to do and I'm not asking any questions to anybody that knows what to do, I'm never going to, I mean, you, you, you will figure out how to do it if you stay on the path long enough, but you want that learning curve to be shortened, right? So Trevor is an example of, hey, how can I... Um, you know, uh, this, this was my bottleneck today. I'm having trouble getting through this part of the, the I'm, I'm going to give you an example of literally something that happened this past week. He's like, hey man, when I ask people to go ahead and grab a pen and paper, because I want to make sure I get them my information, everybody says they can't, they don't have one. Um, you know, they make up an excuse, right? They're busy. And then I said, dude, just tell them to go grab a pen and paper. Hey, go ahead and grab a pen and paper for me. I want to make sure you get some of my information just so you know who you're talking to today since we'll be working together moving forward. He said that there was a crazy difference. It's such a small thing, but if you never asked me the question, he'd be like, man, this just doesn't work, right? But since I know that there's a better way, I can give him the answer to be able to make an adjustment so he can get better results. 
And that's the point. Like you need to be plugged in with people who know what to do so you can shorten your learning curve and you don't have to hit these bottlenecks and these frustration points and these things that don't work for a longer time period, right? Second thing, guys, is training. Okay, what you do in the dark is what comes to light under the bright lights, right? So the sales, the um, being better in the role play sessions, like being more smooth on the phone, you only get those results from practicing when no one's around, from getting on the trainings, from learning, from checking in consistently, doing the boring stuff when no one's watching, is what that will compound enough over time to give you the results that you need when you, know, you are closing the sale, when you do hear that objection, when you're trying to figure out um, you know, these different, different scenarios and conversations and pathways that you can lead people down during the conversation. If you don't practice in the dark, then you cannot expect to have success when you are actually asking for the sale, when you are asking for the business, when it does matter, right? And I, I find that a lot of people, they don't want to put in the time. And you know, honestly, it might just be, be, be because most people are lazy, and that's just the truth. Another reason might be because it's kind of awkward, uncomfortable, they, don't, they feel weird when they're doing it. But the reality is, is that to become good at sales, become good at anything, you have to practice in the dark. When I played ice hockey, I would shoot pucks at a friend's house because I didn't have a net. I didn't have a place to practice stick handling. I didn't, I didn't have any of that at my house. So I would go, I would drive to my friend's house with my gloves and my stick and I would literally shoot pucks there every single day until I was good, right? I would practice stick handling every single day. No one's watching. I'm not getting applause and, uh, I'm not getting applause. I'm not getting any praise for that stuff. No one even knows I'm doing it but I'm doing it because I know that it's gonna to translate to when it does matter during the game. And it's the same thing inside of sales, inside of life insurance, inside of business. If you don't study, if you don't learn when no one's watching, when it matters and when it counts, you're not going to be able to execute. So you wanna be prepared and you wanna put the time in when no one's watching. What you do in the dark comes to light when everybody is watching. I'm able to drop those sales, I'm able to drop the numbers, I'm able to get the results, the cash flow, the profit, because of the work that I do when nobody's watching. Okay, the third point is going to be that long-term thinking. If I'm thinking about this business, uh, if I'm thinking about any business, really, as a short-term, I'm just trying to get rich quick, I'm trying to just uh, make a ton of money, um, get rich in the next 30 days, 50 days, and I'm not gonna give myself the best opportunity um, long-term-wise, I'm not like, yeah, man, I'll give it a year, yeah, man, I'll give it 18 months, we'll see how it goes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give myself that amount of time to really give it my all so I can see what the results really look like once I do get a full understanding of the business, I'm actually talented, I'm good at this industry, right? If I have any kind of outlet of me just being like, oh man, it's hard, I'm, I'm out. Trevor could have said the same thing when he's like, man, I can't even get people to grab a pen and paper, right? Instead of um, him saying, man, this just doesn't work, this industry's broken, I'm gonna go find something else to sell, he's like, hey, what can I do to get better? Hey, where can I make this adjustment, right? And now, because of that, he's thinking long-term, He's like, hey, I need to figure this out because this is an area where I keep having problems and I know that I'm going to have to make this adjustment to become successful. He's trying to find the answers to the issues that are going on rather than just jumping to a new opportunity. And when you think about your business in, the, in a longer time horizon with a bigger time frame, it allows you to, in my opinion, it allows you to make better decisions for your business, right? Because I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to be, I, I, this isn't a test, right? Like, I need to figure out how this works so in the next you know, 10 years of my life, I can become successful inside this industry. I need to become successful inside of this industry so I need the answers to figure out like, 
people are getting results, I need to be involved in those results. I need to be involved in what's going on inside of the business. So long-term thinking gives you that perspective of finding answers and solutions rather than looking for a new opportunity or a reason to quit. And I think that that is the point of number three, okay? And I just wanted to share this story about Trevor because you know when he got into it, I knew that he had had success in other businesses. I knew that he had had success inside of other industries. And it's very, very good that he has because he's probably developed some skill set, some discipline. He knows sales. Um, he understands the game, right? The hustle, the chase, whatever you want to call it. And you know, sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes that's a bad thing, right? Because if you have success inside of an industry for five years, it becomes easy, it becomes routine, it becomes normal to have those kinds of conversations. And sometimes it's tough for people to make that adjustment into a new industry. And when you think about that, if I'm like, if I spent five years inside a life insurance space, I mean, dude, you'd be so far ahead and so far along that, you know, you just need to do that here. But what happens is most times when people come into a new industry, they get kicked in the shins. They aren't that good at it because they don't know anything about it yet. They don't have any experience. They don't know the products. And then they think that it just doesn't work. But really, they just haven't spent enough time understanding the business, the operations, how to uh, you know, prospects follow up, how to close business, the, the, the product knowledge, everything, right? And the longer that time goes, you just, in each one of these little categories, you just like stack another week of wins. You stack another week of wins. You stack another week of wins. And soon you're like, man, I'm proficient in this. This is normal. I know exactly how to do it. So Shout out to Trevor if you're watching this, and uh, I just hope that more people can be like Trevor because if you have that long-term mindset, you are checking in with your mentor. You're getting the feedback that you need to become successful. You are doing the work in the dark and you're training, you're practicing, so when the bright lights are on, you can execute, you can close that business, you can get the sales, right? Just like my comparison of doing the work when nobody was watching when I was playing hockey. And for anybody that, you know, not cares, but like the example that I'm using for hockey is like, I couldn't afford to play hockey my entire life, up until I was in middle school. I played middle school hockey, which we had one practice and one game a week. I skated twice a week, all of middle school. Going into my freshman year of high school, I played my first year of club, right? is the lowest level of club that you can play. And I played there and I skated twice, I skated two times more than everybody else. I went to more practices just because I was trying to get on the ice more. Um, I, did, I did extra work. Again, I'm, I jumped from that level to the next level and then I skated, I did two practices again that next year. I skated with two different teams and inside the organization, and I jumped up a level again. And then I, I did it again that year. I actually got an early release from high school, 1230, every single day. I got to leave high school my junior and senior year, and I went and skated on, on, a, on a team that was 20 and under. It's called junior hockey. I did that junior and senior year of high school, and then I took two years in between high school and college, and I played junior hockey, and I was a captain of both of my junior teams in the National Collegiate Development Conference, and ended up going off and playing college hockey. And it's crazy to me, because so many people, when I was 15, 16 years old, were so much farther ahead of where I was, but no one, not no one, but a lot of those guys didn't put in that extra time. A lot of those guys that were, you know, maybe they were on NHL scouting reports, maybe they were on um, college, you know, scholarship radars, maybe they were on junior team radars for, for recruiting and scouting and, and maybe they were drafted in these different junior leagues. A lot of these guys didn't put in that extra work and I was all the way down here. I was a nobody, really like a nobody. And I climbed up the ladder and I caught a lot of these guys and I passed a lot of these guys and I ended up going to a school playing college hockey that a lot of the other guys couldn't go to because they weren't, they weren't able to get recruited to schools like that, right? And the only reason that I did that and I was able to go to that school and get the results that I did was because I did extra stuff and I did it for a long time, okay? So I'm trying to just drive this point home because it's so important to me 
because in my life I've seen how this plays out already and I know that it's one of the huge keys of success, right? And the third point, guys, is that long-term thinking. If you play on a long-time horizon, you're thinking about growing your business the correct way. And um, yeah, guys, if you guys want any more info on Real Financial, you guys can reach out to me. My Instagram's Tyler underscore Glenn. I'd be happy to help you guys get any more information on starting your business, getting involved in the sales. Um, follow me on Instagram, guys. If this video helps, share it with a friend. And don't forget, guys, like and subscribe. And uh, we'll see you in the next video.